I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. Alright, everyone, welcome back to the Reload Podcast. My name is Kyle Boone, and with me today, Marshall Scott. We are doing a special episode of the Reload. Uh, Dustin Ragusa has been in Portugal slacking off. He's been on vacation, some much-deserved vacation. So, Marshall, we are, we're going to have a fun episode, I feel like, today. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Thank yeah. you for having me. I'm, you know, kind of mad that i didn't get to go to portugal but i know right ragu needs to uh drag us along in a suitcase next time ragu's always doing something cool he's a good good instagram follow if nobody is following him he's always somewhere yeah it makes you kind of envious right he's all over the yeah. world yep. uh so today is thursday march 28th and also the start of the sweet 16 of the ncaa tournament so Sticking with that theme, today we are going to do our own Sweet 16. Um, We're going to do a Sweet 16 of Oklahoma State athletics figures. Now, we're not going to go down the list of you know athletics administration uh, officials at OSU that are currently in office. This is what we have compiled, a list of historically great or historically memorable or historically notable uh, athletics members, whether they were players, coaches, um, or benefactors. Or yeah, yeah, as you say, or, or Boone, basically. Um, so we, we have actually seeded every single individual, all 16, and we have created a bracket. Now you can go to the website um, where this episode is housed and actually follow along. Um, you can fill them out as we go. You can yell at us as we go and say that was a really dumb pick Justin Blackman should have advanced or however you feel um, but we'll just go round by round and uh, it's, this is kind of going to be a round table Marshall and I have not discussed this ahead of time uh, we did a little bit of planning but we haven't discussed who is going to advance where I haven't decided are we going to mutually agree on who advances or are we just going to hash this out uh, I feel like we have to we have to come to an agreement okay so there's no other way yeah, okay, I like that. So we'll go round by round, and unlike the NCAA tournament's actual bracket where the Sweet 16 will be played tonight and tomorrow, and then the Elite Eight will be played Saturday and Sunday, and then the Final Four will be played next week, and then the National Championship will be played the following Monday, we're going to do it all in about 45 minutes, hopefully. So uh, this should be fun. Like I said, just keep your... Uh, your bracket handy next to you. I'll give you a few seconds to print that out, run down to your office, and, and pick it up off the printer. And uh, so, yeah, this this is going to be really interesting. Uh, before we get to our episode today, want to hear one word from our sponsor, and then we will hop right in. Cowboy fans, it is tax season, and boy, is tax season stressful. It doesn't have to be that way, though. The team over at Angel Johnson & Blasting Game is here to help. They offer a wide range of financial services, including tax preparation, payroll, bookkeeping, and LLC formation, and they're accepting new clients and ready to meet with you. So if you need any of these services, please give Cameron or Evan a call at 
5-2-2-4-6-3. Again, that's 405-224-6363. And as always, go Pokes. Okay, uh, so we're just going to go region by region here. And I'm going to fill this out as we go. First matchup, you know, I don't even know if we've got this seeded correctly, but I feel okay about it. Uh, because football is supreme. It reigns over everything, uh, content. Uh, people love to go to games. So number one overall seed in the Sweet 16 of OSU figures. <laughs> Mike Gundy. And he is facing number four seed, very underrated, Bob Curland. Uh, Marshall, you have the floor. Oh, man. So right off the rip. Yeah. Um, so Gundy's obviously done a lot both as a player, probably more so as a coach, though. Yeah. Um, really revitalized the program. Bob Curland, who, if you were, you know, born somewhat recently, you might not know too much about. Um, two-time national champion on the 45-46 Aggies. Yeah. Um, also cool. won gold in the Olympics in 48 and 52. Big time. We uh, I, I meant to make a note of this, but most of our information is going to be coming from Wiki. So if you fools have uh, fooled with the the Wiki accounts of these members, then uh, we have not verified these accounts. Just uh, just FYI. So if, there, if there's Wiki any folklore, basketball reference. Yeah, yeah. I did find an interesting thing on on Wiki about Bob Curland that I'm going to read. It says uh, Curland, a, a Missouri native. Considered attending the University of Missouri, but when Oklahoma A&M played a game at St. Louis, A&M coach Henry Iba invited Curland to dinner and offered him a scholarship. Missouri could only offer Curland a job. Many of Curland's <laughs> family members had not finished high school, and Curland was the first in his family to attend college at any level. Curland was an integral part of the team's consecutive NCAA titles in 45 and 46, and was named to the NCAA basketball tournament uh, was named the NCAA basketball tournament uh, most outstanding player both times. That's a big deal. Uh, in the 45-46 season, he scored a then-season record 643 points, including 58 in a game against St. Louis, uh, which featured six foot eight inch freshman Ed McCauley. Um, so yeah, that's uh, cool little nuggets there. So. Who do you have advancing in this game? We'll, we will not probably spend as much time on the rest of the matchups as we do this one, but um, I, I have Gundy advancing. Who you got? Um, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably also have Gundy advancing. I feel like that's somewhat recency bias. I feel like if there was a Bob Curland on campus right now who was a three-time All-American, I'd be more inclined to go with him. Sure. But recency bias is probably going to get me on this one. I'd probably as well go with Gundy. Yep. Yeah, I think we both agree there. Uh, moving down to the East Regional bottom bracket, we have number two seed Desmond Mason taking on number three seed Thurman Thomas. So much athleticism in this game. Um, Thomas, I think maybe obviously very discussed running back in OSU history. Very, very underrated though, just because his career kind of coincided with Barry Sanders. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer five-time pro bowler in the NFL finished seventh in Heisman voting as a senior. I did not know that um, still has the most rushing attempts in OSU history. Pat Jones just ran the guy to the ground. Um, and, and then you have Desmond Mason slam dunk contest winner was a very lovable OSU Hooper in the late nineties. What do you think about this matchup? Um, yeah, it's a tough one. The, the two threes are obviously 
going to be harder than the the one four. Sure. But I, I'm right off the bat, I would lean more towards Thomas, but I think that I could be swayed. Um, but right off the bat, I'd kind of lean more towards Thomas. I mean, he was able to keep Barry somewhat um, as an unknown for as long as I guess humanly possible. It seemed. Yeah. Um, All American. Or yeah, two-time first-team All-American. You mentioned the Hall of Fame. I'd, I'd be hard inclined to go against Thurman Thomas. I think in this one. Yeah, I th- I think I'm there with you. I'm looking at Desmond Mason's uh, re- college reference sheet. Averaged uh, 13.2 points per game in his career. 6.2 rebounds. Senior year, he he averaged 18 a game and 6.6 rebounds per game. Was uh, was obviously a fan favorite because he was so freaking athletic, but yeah, I think this is kind of a an easy upset. This was like the Murray State over Marquette pick in the in the NCAA tournament. I think this is pretty easy uh, three over two. I I got to go with Thurman Thomas here as well. So Thurman advancing to play uh, to play Mike Gundy in the uh, I guess it's the Elite Eight. You good with that? I'm I'm great with that. I think okay. So do we want to go – let's go to the next region. You want to do that? You want to just go well, – Yeah, yeah, we'll go – we'll get all the Elite Eight figured out and then we'll go from there. Yeah, okay. So moving down to the South Regional, the number one seed in the South, Boone Pickens, the greatest benefactor in Oklahoma State history, facing number four seed Justin Blackman. This is kind of an underrated matchup. Um, Boone, obviously, like I mentioned – been his biggest benefactor in OSU history. Um, contributed more money to the school than anyone ever has. Uh, Justin Blackman, meanwhile, pretty uh, pretty elite talent. Was is the only two-time Blitnikoff Award winner. Uh, one of the greatest receivers in in college football history, and and certainly at OSU. Um, I, for my money, I'm going Boone. I don't think it's any question. Yeah, I think that's. Uh... The tough get. Maybe if uh, Blackman was in a little bit better favor than he is right now, maybe yeah. he puts up a, a better fight. But yeah, I feel like Boone's a Boone. Boone is so powerful that he's the only man on this list that wasn't a coach or player. So and it didn't uh, feel out of place at all. Yeah, no, and it, it felt <laughs> felt great. <laughs> agreed, agreed. All right, so moving down to the South bottom bracket, we have number two seed. Pete Incavilia facing number three seed Daniel Cormier, um, two two really historic athletic figures. Uh, Incavilia, you know, a lot of people think he's maybe the the greatest baseball player, college baseball player of all time. Cormier, I think a lot of people would say he's the greatest MMA fighter of all time. But um, I don't, I so I don't know where I stand on this. Who, who you got in in this matchup? Um, yeah, I think this is probably the matchup that maybe both of us know the least about, I guess, going into. For sure. Um, no question. I But I do know that every time I walk into Alley P, Pete's stuff is just all over the place. Yes. Um, Cormier, he, he does a lot for the university now, too, as well. You know, he's always, you know, whether it's like tweets or whatever it be, he's still still an integral part of, of promoting the university. Yeah. I feel like this is... Like we said, it's probably one that we are the least knowledgeable about, but I feel like it's one of the tighter two threes. I'm going to go oof. I think I'm gonna go slight Pete, which goes against I feel like it somewhat uh goes against my Mike Gundy Bob Curlin thing of recency bias. So I think yeah. I'm gonna go 
I think I'm gonna go Pete. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think I think no question. I was doing some some digging on Pete and uh, single season record, 48 home runs uh, back back when he played, 143 RBIs is the all-time home run leader at the NCAA level, and, and he still holds that record. So, uh, yeah, just in, in terms of history, I think uh, he is he is smiled upon uh, very brightly. A lot of OSU fans still remember that name fondly, um, and, and he represents a huge chunk of, of OSU history. So I think I think he's moving on. We should note Cormier is, is awesome. Um this is this is like a yeah. a four seed in the NCAA tournament getting beat by a thirteen seed. It's kind of an it, it's kind of, it feels like an upset, but Incavilia is like maybe should have been a one seed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Boone moving on to face Pete Incavilia in the Elite Eight. Have we ticked anybody off yet? Is anybody mad? <laughs> I don't know. They're probably not listening. If so. <laughs> Okay, now we move on, and we are up in the, I guess we'll call it the Midwest. No, we can call it, no, let's call it the, um, yeah, whatever. We'll call it the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how we label these. Uh, the, the top right of your bracket, how about that? That's more geog- yeah. geographically easy yeah. to follow. Uh, Eddie Sutton is the number one seed in the top right bracket. He will face off against number four seed Ricky Fowler, uh, one of the greatest OSU golfers, most historically uh, popular OSU golfers ever. Um, I've got Eddie Sutton in a runaway. I think he's he's arguably the greatest coach, college hoops coach, to not be enshrined into the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame. Um, took OSU to two, two Final Fours. Big 12 champion, 2004. Uh, a great coach. The the college basketball floor in Stillwater is named after him. I think it's a no-brainer. What you got? Yeah, I think this is a is a tough draw for Ricky. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got I got Eddie too pretty pretty convincingly if I don't if I do say so myself. Rude. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Ricky still has some room for improvement though. His career is not over. Yeah. And I think it's uh, like. Anybody on this list? There's no, there's no pushover on the list. Obviously. Oh no question. Top 16 people in, in OSU sports. Yeah, that might have been a, that's gonna take some people off. And within that, they're saying, why couldn't this person be in? But, but yeah, nobody on this list is a pushover. Yeah, no question, no question. So Eddie, moving on to the lead eight, he will face the winner of number two seed in the top right bracket in the bottom part. Henry Iba, number two seed. He will take on number three seed, Brandon Whedon. Um, this sucks. I feel like Brandon Whedon could really make a run here, but going against Henry Iba, good luck, man. Who you got? Yeah, I got I got Iba again. Another tough draw. This, yeah. Instead of Ricky this time, it's Whedon. Uh, like you said, Iba's you said I were Eddie's names on the court. I have his names on the building. So, uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's tough. That's a tough draw. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Whedon, the only big 12 title winning quarterback in Oklahoma state history. Uh, one of the more lovable football figures to ever play at OSU. I think he was partly because he was so media friendly. He was, he was a great quote. People loved being around him. He's very infectious. 
Um, I, I think a lot of that had to do with him being like 48 years old when he was uh, a junior in college. I'm sure that helped. Um, yep. But yeah, Iba's Iba's history. Uh, I I think it's uh, it's Iba and a runaway Hall of Famer. Yeah. Four Final Fours, two Natties. Um, yeah. So t- he was also the baseball coach, right? Yeah, per I think I'd heard that before, but I, what I didn't know is, is per his per- rookie, he was also the AD. Oh, that's amazing! I, I think, yeah, I think I'd also I'd heard the baseball thing before, so I'm fairly certain on that. But the I did not hear the AD thing, so that's that's all really interesting, and that's it sets incredible. up a nice spicy Eddie Iba matchup in the uh, in the next round. Oh man, that's good. So that's like that's like Mike Holder being like both Mike Boynton and Josh Holiday, and also yeah. Mike Holder. Yeah, wow. a, I imagine that's a tough. I feel like they all got tough gigs. So, back in three of them. Well, hopefully, Iba got compensated three times what he was uh, supposed to be. Um, all right, so Eddie Sutton, Iba in the elite eight there in the top right of your bracket. Now we're moving down to the bottom right, where the number one seed is Barry Sanders, arguably the greatest running back in football history, not just college football or NFL history, football history. He is taking on number four seed Des Bryant, and I have got Barry Sanders, uh, fittingly, running away from the competition. I think he will advance with ease. Do you agree? I uh, 100% agree. The only Heisman Trophy winner in OSU's history. Yep. Be pretty tough to go against him. Yep. Easy. Easy. Uh, I love Des. Uh, I think he has really helped OSU's recruiting over the years. Uh, just the fact that a, a guy who was as swaggy and successful as he was, was tearing it up with the Dallas Cowboys, one of the most popular NFL franchise. I think that really helped. Um, but yeah, I think Barry in a runaway. Uh, he's moving on to the Elite Eight. In the bottom right, bottom of your bracket, number two seed John Smith taking on number three seed Bryant Big Country Reeves. Who you like a... Uh, I'm going to go John Smith on this one pretty easy. I feel like he is the strongest two seed. Probably could have argued that he could have got a one seed over no doubt. just about any other one seed on the list. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go John Smith. But big country, he's got a pizza named after him. What's more college than having a pizza named after you? But oh, good John point. Smith. Yeah, that's a really good point. That, that's the pizza at uh, Hideaway in Stillwater, right? Yeah. Man, what a he's legend. All, all the meats on there. Oh, I just aspire to have a pizza named after me one day. Actually, I, I'd, you, I'd like what, to have what would a... would you rock on it? I don't know. You know what? Actually, I'd rather just have a Coney named after me. Okay. What would it, what would it be like? Um, Take me through the experience. It'd be chili, uh, a, l- a little bit of mustard, just a dash of mustard, cheese, onions, and then the warm buns. Oof. They're like slightly soggy. Like oh yeah, so it'd be a somewhat normal, <laughs> normal coney. That's what it sounds like. Uh yes, yeah, it would. I don't I don't have okay. anything to spice it up. I just like my coney's regular, you know. All right, that you know, you, you can, what is there to mess up? Don't broke, don't fix it if it isn't broke. Something Amen. like that. <laughs> Amen. Something else. By the way, is is the coney uh, place in Stillwater still open? Uh yeah, Coney Island. Uh yeah, there's there's one on the strip. I forget what it's called. Yeah, yeah, it's Coney Island. It's uh, revamped too. Yeah, it's, they closed uh, it down last time I was down there. Like I think they yeah, were like a, reworking on it or something. It's a whole new world in that place. Oh man, that is a good Coney shop. Real good. Yeah. Almost instant like 
you need to go to a doctor right afterwards from all the grief, but that's that's the only way to do it. It, it. You never feel good leaving a Coney place. That means you did it right. Yeah. Uh, all right, before we move to the Elite Eight, um, take a breath, maybe stretch, do a walk around the office. Quick word from our sponsor. Uh, do you find filing your taxes to be stressful? I know I do, and I've been doing it right now. It's driving me nuts. Uh, but it doesn't have to be that way. The team over in John- Angel Johnson and Blasting Game are here to help, and in fact, they've been helping me. They offer a wide range of financial services, including tax preparation, payroll, bookkeeping, and LLC formation, and they're accepting new clients and ready to meet with you. So if you need any of these services, feel free to give Cameron or Evan a call, 405-224-6363. Again, that's 405-224-6363. Okay, so we are moving into the Elite Eight of the Sweet 16 of OSU figures in athletics history. Um, The final eight, we'll run them down real quickly for you. Number one seed, Mike Gundy. Number three seed, Thurman Thomas. Uh, Number one seed, Boone Pickens. Number two seed, Pete Incavilia. Number one seed, Eddie Sutton. Number two seed, Henry Iba. Number one seed, Barry Sanders, and number two seed, John Smith. So just as the 2019 NCAA tournament, this tournament thus far has been mostly chalk. So we will go back to the top left of your bracket if you are following along. Mike Gundy versus Thurman Thomas. I, th- I think this is kind of a no-brainer for me. Who you got? Um, I think I'm again going to go Gundy. I'm Just looking at it now, the right side of the bracket is stacked compared, is. I feel like, to it the is. left side. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, I think I think this one's obviously close, but uh, but I feel like Gundy's probably gonna win it. So that's that's who I would say. Yeah, it's kind of like the the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference. Like the Western yeah. Conference is super stacked, and and you know like the Thunder might barely sneak in and and be an eight seed in the in the in the in the, in the playoffs, whereas uh, the East is is. I don't want to say soft, but uh, not as strong as the West. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Mike Gundy moving on to the Final Four. He surpasses Thurman Thomas just barely. And he will face the winner of Boone Pickens and Pete Incavilia, the bottom left of your bracket. Number one seed Boone Pickens versus number two seed Pete Incavilia. Um, This is a tough matchup. The biggest benefactor in OSU history, uh, biggest donor, very lovable name. Uh, has has been Mr. OSU for decades upon decades versus Pete Incavilia, arguably the the best and most successful college baseball player in uh, the history of college baseball. Yeah, this is tough in the fact that here is where it might be maybe a little more difficult to pass Boone on, considering he wasn't really he wasn't you know a coach or a or a player. Yeah. Um, with that said, though, I think that I, my vote would still go slightly to Boone Pickens. Yep, yep, I agree. No, uh, no dispute from me on that. Um, you know, the fact that uh, you know OSU's football surge, football rise, you know, obviously that is a, a tribute to to Mike Gundy, the greatest college football coach in in OSU's history. But it's also in part because Boone Pickens gave a bunch of money to that program um, to to upgrade the facilities, to upgrade the coaching staffs, to upgrade um, just about everything in Stillwater. And uh, for that reason, I am um, I am p- 
penciling in Boone to the final four where he will face off against uh, Mike Gundy. <laughs> yeah, I noticed the uh, somewhat irony in that whenever uh, we passed Gundy through. I was like, oh, that's going to set up now. Yeah, I wish I wish that had not had have happened. That's like Duke and Kentucky playing in the Elite Eight. Um, yeah. That's that's not great. By the way, can we look up how much uh, Boone Pickens actually uh, donated to OSU so, so we can have that on record? I, I want to say off the top of my head it's $180 million, but um, – the number that seemingly is always going up. I know, yeah, um, but I don't want I don't want to uh, to move on without we noting how much it was because it's it's a it's a figure that I could never dream of. Uh, I I don't even know if I can have the capacity yeah. to write it. It's like eight commas. I wouldn't even know. If I tried to give it all away, I wouldn't know who who to give that much money to. I don't think. <laughs> okay, so per per the Tulsa World, um, an article uh, from May 2018, so last yep. year. So this might have gone up a little bit, totaling in 531 million dollars. Oh, well, so, I was you know only off by what 39 million, 390 million. Half, <laughs> half a B. That's that's a little ridiculous. Wow. Wow, that's a lot of money. Oh, that 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 might change my uh, decision making in the next round. Uh, we will yeah, move also, on. Before before we do, yeah, yeah, to point out, not all of that is to the athletic uh, athletic department. A lot of that is to the school in general. He's right. Um, yeah, so still a lot of money. Still an incredible amount of money. Oh yeah, it's insane. Um, we'll move on to the top right of your bracket. Uh, once again, we don't know the exact region. We'll say it's kind of the northwest. North. It's the at northeast. this point, it's the uh, basketball region. It, yeah, it really is the it, it, the northeast basketball region. Number one seed Eddie Sutton taking on number two seed Henry Iba, and I I think we might get an upset here. I feel like uh, yeah, Eddie Sutton Sutton did a lot for OSU. Uh, took OSU to two Final Fours. Uh, first coach to take four schools to the NCAA's took Arkansas and OSU to the Final Four. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, was the Big Twelve champion in two thousand four, and and before this season, he was the last coach not named Bill Su- uh, Self to uh, to win a Big Twelve championship, which is kind of insane. Um, but yeah, I, I I've got Iba going with the uh, seed upset here, upsetting Eddie Sutton to move on to the Final Four. Who do you think? Yeah, I I kind of hate that we've been somewhat like agreed on everything thus far but uh i too have henry iba yeah eddie sutton is in the iba coaching tree so you could argue that there is no eddie i'm sure you'd have figured out a way to still be pretty dang good but you could argue there is no eddie without iba no doubt so uh, i'm i'm too gonna go with henry iba yep i think that's fair i think that's fair and now moving down to the bottom right of your bracket we have number one seed barry sanders taking on number two seed john smith and I will I will cede the floor to you because I oh, am thanks. I'm torn on this one. Yeah. Um. So this this one has the uh, potential to tick off a great number of of people. The the wrestling crowd, while it probably is smaller than the football uh, fan base, it is quite possibly more vocal. Yes. With that said, though, John Smith, he's the best in the world. He, you know, there's the whole goat thing. These are two goats going against each other right now. Um, who would win in a, a wrestling match? 
in a wrestling match, you're you're gonna have to obviously go with John Smith there. Okay, who would who would run in a forty yard dash? I'm gonna go with Barry there. Okay. So they uh, they play basketball to win. What if they arm wrestled? Ooh, you know that'd be. I'd say that like strength wise, you'd probably go Barry, but I feel like there'd be some technique that John Smith would have. What do you just break an arm or something? Yeah. Let me let me run down John Smith's list of accomplishments. Yes, please gold, do. Gold in the Olympics in '88, in '92, a world champion in '87, '89, '90, and '91. All of those at 62 kg. That's impressive. That even through all that span, he's able to stay at the same weight. I oh man, this is tough. I feel like Barry is more known just because football is a bigger deal. Yeah. But I think in the broad scheme of things. John Smith is kind of a bigger deal. I think I'm going John Smith. Oh, this is tough. This is tough. So um, Smith was a NCAA Division One runner-up nationally, um, two-time national champion, college career record one fifty-four seven and two. That's not bad. That's not shabby. That's not bad at all. Um, if we're just comparing uh barry sanders and john smith their playing careers i i feel like um just in terms of oklahoma state impact i think i think barry sanders gets the edge here Um, i'd agree with that but i think we need to i think we need to take in the totality of overall impact on oklahoma state and you look at what john smith did not only as a player but as a coach and what he continues to do as a coach for a top two wrestling program in America, um, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. And I think it uh, it's fair to move number two seed, John Smith, to an upset over number yep. one seed, Barry Sanders. Moving on to face Henry Iba in the final four. How about that? Man, oh, man. Gall- Gallagher didn't quite make the cut of uh... – of personalities on the list, but Smith is going to fill in for him and take on the old Gallagher-Iba matchup. This is awesome. This is awesome. All right, so we have a final four now for those following along at home. Number one seed, Mike Gundy, taking on number one seed, Boone Pickens. On the other side of the bracket, number two seed, Henry Iba, taking on number two seed, John Smith. All right, we will go to the left side of your bracket. Gundy and Boone. Power on power. Uh, this is an ironic matchup for many, many reasons. First of all, that uh, the two have, I, I think they have a, a history of beefing somewhat. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put an allegedly on that, but, uh, but yes. Yeah, they allegedly beefed. I, I actually, no, I don't think it's an alleged beef. I think there's some tension there. Um, okay. A lot, a, there was. I'm not saying there is now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you know, I, when you're trying to fight for the power of a top twenty football program in America, I think that makes sense. That's only natural, um, and I think they're on good terms now. So, this is hopefully this will not uh, cause another uh, dispute uh, when we decide that one is the winner over another. So, I don't know where to start here. Gundy, Gundy versus Boone. Who do you think? I don't know. They're they're so different yet somewhat the same. Like at the same time, so that that's a little tough. Um, I think that I, I think I want to hear your argument, but I just want you to know that initially, right out of the gate, I'm leaning more, I think, towards Gundy, 
on this just because kind of like with John Smith had the playing career also has the coaching career. Yeah. But you could argue that his coaching career wouldn't be where it is without uh, Boone Pickens. Yeah. But I kind of want to hear your your argument, and then I'll uh, I'll circle back. Okay. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's kind of where I stand too. Um, that last point that you made that Mike Gundy might not be where he is without Boone Pickens, um, but Boone Pickens would be where he's at regardless. Um, I think that is a valid point. Um, when when you're a billionaire, you can uh, you can control a lot of things, and he's controlled a lot of very positive things for Oklahoma State, being uh, a massive half a billy donator to Oklahoma State. A lot of not only football impact, but uh, elsewhere at the university has donated a lot of money, and uh, he he's made a name for himself as a as a well known oil man in the business uh he's a he's a brilliant investor um but most of all i think he's his impact on osu is is um among the best and that's why he's in the final four so as for gundy uh you know i think osu's had some pretty good coaches over the years he is by far the best uh, football coach that has ever been at oklahoma state i don't think there's any question his longevity his winning percentage, um, what he's been able to accomplish, taking OSU, a program that was was not a team that perennially went to bowls, taking them to bowls now, where bowls is not only the expectation, it's it's uh, it's kind of the baseline, it's the standard, it's what you expect. If if you get to a bowl and win six games, uh, most people would consider that now to be a, a down season. Last season they won six six games, went six six and six, ended up winning seven in the bowl game. But you know, a lot of people would say that's uh, that's not a great season. And the fact that we can say that now about Gundy, I think, speaks to the level that he has really built this thing into. Um, so for that reason, um, and the fact that you know he's he's won a Big Twelve championship, he played there, he's coached there. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Gundy. Okay, uh, you honestly kind of had me leaning Boone with the inspired speech you gave. So now I'm just, I'm just perplexed. <laughs> uh, I'm equally perplexed. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going Boone now. I'm kind of going Boone. Can you mention all the facilities that they have? And yeah. those facilities do so much, not only for the football team, but they they help in you know recruiting and just player development in general for for all walks of OSU athletics. And then add on to that, all of the academic stuff that he's been able to, to help. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of leaning Boone on this one. I'm kind of glad that we're finally disagreeing too. So oh, man. I, I don't know. You're, you're counter to that now. There's not, there's not a wrong answer. I think no, there's not. like you said, you just listed off a bunch of uh, accolades. Both of them have not a wrong answer here. I, I think that just, um, you know, like if, Let's say uh, Matt Rule was was the head coach in 2004. He took over instead of Mike Gundy. Uh, Mike uh, Matt Rule has coached there for for 15 years. He's built OSU into a top 20 program perennially, always taking OSU to a bowl game. Has taken OSU to a Big 12 championship. He played there. He coached there. He's got a pedigree there. Um, how would would how would we view him if if it was Matt or Matt Rule? Um, 
I mean, I don't. I I I think if you try and filter out a different coach, um, yeah. the results would have been different. Now, you can make the point that Boone Pickens's contributions to the program, financially, uh, emotionally, all that, um, played into a huge part of why Mike Gundy's been able to turn this around. But at the same time, you know, you look at Southern California, you look at Texas, you look at all these major blue blood programs and, you know, they have the resources to win at the highest level, no question. Um, they recruit well, they talk to boosters well, they talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. Um, and I think Gundy does a little bit of both. He is He's a fan favorite, he's able to balance out the boosters, and uh, he's able to recruit to Stillwater, which I think is, is somewhat underrated still in the, in the football world. And not only is he recruiting, he's, he's doing it at a, you know, maybe a level we don't expect him to, but he's doing it at a level where he can continuously win at almost the highest level uh, in the conference. So uh, that's, my, that's my counterpoint. I, I think if you uh, switch someone out with Mike Gundy, if it's Matt Rule, I, d- I don't think that you get the same result. You flipped me. Gundy's moving on. Okay, yeah. Gundy to Woo. the national championship. Gundy, Gundy's playing for it all. Let's go. All right. So, uh, on the right side of the bracket, you have Henry Iba, number two seed, taking on a fellow number two seed, John Smith. Um, I'll I'll make my opening uh, case here, but I feel like I kind of know where I stand. Um, Iba, I th- we've we've already kind of hashed out his credentials already, but Hall of Famer, four Final Fours, took OSU to two Natties. He uh, in his me- in his spare time, he was also uh, the baseball coach and the athletic director, just uh, just for funsies. Um, a a great great OSU figure. His name is on the building where John Smith coaches. Um, and John Smith has has been a legend in his own right. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. A lot of people say he is the GOAT of wrestling. Um, a true OSU guy through and through. Just a lot like uh, a, lo- a lot like Gundy was was built at OSU. Has has come back and been a star at OSU as a coach. Uh, but I, I'm going with uh, with Iba here. I think his his impact um, in the 1900s was, was profound. And it, it, it is kind of the reason that OSU was a basketball school for as many years as it was. And the, the two national championships, I think give it a slight edge over, uh, John Smith. This, this one is tough in that they are also, though they, you know, coach two different sports, also somewhat similar, um, had a lot of success at OSU, but also had success, uh, in, on the international level, with yes. uh, Iba bringing in two Olympic golds and a silver, which for U.S. men's basketball, that's not that's not great, the silver medal. But I digress. The fact that he even got there is quite incredible. A coaching tree that includes Bob Knight and Eddie Sutton, that's just kind of crazy. Um, with that said, I'm kind of leaning John Smith here. Wow. I feel like... You could argue, you know, the, the whole name on the building thing, but I feel like John Smith, his name's going to be on something whenever he finds these here. If he ever, if he ever does, they might find a, you know, he might live forever and he might just be the coach here forever. Yeah, and they might never name anything after him. Um, 
Oh man, this is this is tough. Uh, I'm, they, I'm, they I'm name a little bit. They name the Coach of the Year award in college basketball after Mr. Iba. Yeah, he's got such a deep coaching tree too. Yeah, you know, so deep. Kind of, kind of. I think that uh, Boynton is actually on it somewhere. So like here, here's, the, here's the list of uh, you mentioned coaching tree. Here's the list on Wikipedia, the always reliable and never false <laughs> Wikipedia. Larry Brown, he's got two or one national title. I feel like he's got more than that. Uh, Doug Collins, Jack Hartman, Don Haskins, Mo Iba, Bob Knight, Bud Milliken, Doyle Parrott, Wilbur Sparky Stallcup, Eddie Sutton. And then there's a lot of sprawling trees beyond just the regular yeah. branch. <laughs> and the Henry Ibo Award, more on Wikipedia, was established in 1959 to recognize the best college basketball coach of the year by the USBWA. Uh, five nominees are presented, and one is awarded at the end of the year. And then they also have a Henry Iba Citizen Athlete of the Year. It's, uh, it's a Tulsa Award. Oh man! Have okay, I, I think I, that I must won you over. Yeah, I think you slowly have, um, just because the coaching tree is so big. The they both meant so much to their particular sports. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that they uh, both have you know strong ties to Oklahoma State. But yeah, I think I'm I think I'm ready to go, Henry Iba. I, I'm giving Iba like maybe a little bit more um, credibility. Um, not not only because like obviously he was fantastic and and a building block of Oklahoma State athletics, but um, <clears throat> I'm I'm giving him a slight edge just because I feel like it's possible that some of this stuff would not have ever happened without him. You know what I mean? I mean you yeah. went you win two national championships, you're an administrator, you're balancing all these different things, and without him, who knows where OSU is. Um, and I don't want to have, you know, kind of a recency bias because if I'm thinking John Smith now, um, you know, obviously I, you look at what he's done for OSU over the years. I mean, that's, that's really hard to beat, but I think I have a slight edge. Yeah. And as the baseball coach, going back to that, he was 90 and 41. That's, that's not that's bad. Really good. <laughs> that's not bad. That's really good. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think I'm ready to go. Iba. Okay. All right, so we've got a national championship matchup between Mike Gundy and Henry Iba. Oh, man. Uh, I don't want to be that guy, but I don't think this is close. Let's hear it. I think it's Henry Iba easy. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah, you know, two two national championships. We've mentioned, you know, we've mentioned it all at this point because they've gone through so many rounds, but... I feel like his his accomplishments at this point, you know, Gundy could obviously still still a pretty young guy for for a college coach, but at this point, I think it's hard to bet against Iba in that matchup. Yeah, I agree. Man, Iba went through some dudes to get there too. Yeah, beating John Smith, beating Eddie Sutton, beating Whedon. I thought I I was penciling in Whedon to go to the Final Four, but before I saw where he was, uh, which region he was in. Yeah, I think that's a. Uh... That's a tough matchup for Gundy. Yeah, I guess you could argue that if it was like, if for some reason that these were actual basketball teams, yeah. the Iba team might be a little tired at this point, whereas Gundy, guys, might be a little more fresh. It's still, still some tough games, but for sure, but, uh, 
but yeah, I think uh, I think Ive is the way to go here. I I agree with you. Uh, so hypothetical question here. Let's okay. say, let's say Quinn Sharp's kick, 2011. Let's say it's good. Let's say OSU beats Iowa State in Ames. Let's say OSU plays for the national championship. And let's say that Oklahoma State wins the national championship that season. Do you uh, do you have any different feelings about how this matchup would be? Um, I I would say so, but yeah. I wasn't alive personally in the uh, in the IBA era. I'm sure that there were a few what ifs that could have led to to perhaps even more success there. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a fair argument, but uh, I I think I'd still have to give it to IBA. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, but you know, I think the good thing is there's still Mike Gundy hasn't shown any signs that he wants to retire. You know, he could still be at OSU for five more years, in which case yep. he he'd have probably at least fifty more wins, forty eight more wins, uh, maybe four or five more bowl wins, maybe a Natty, Spencer Sanders, Natty, anyone? Uh, he's he's gonna have to win the starting job first. Hey, baby steps, baby steps. Hey, don't worry about that. My boy got it. Spencer Sanders gonna lock that down. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So Henry Iba, I'm penciling him in. The Sweet 16 of OSU figures winner. Wow, coming from a number two seed, Henry Iba. That's tough. That's tough. All right. Even if you like say the say the thing seated differently. Yeah. Does does Iba get past Barry? Is that a is that a different thing? Who knows? You know, that's yeah, that's, that's rough. rough. I I think he would have got past Barry. I think so too, but uh, but yeah, that was just a tough. He had a tough run as it was, like you mentioned. But I feel bad. Crazy how the thing works out. Yeah, the selection committee is really they really did not keep a lot of things in mind this in this bracket. Yeah, but uh, that's a gripe for another year. Um, <laughs> all right, so folks, if you have followed along with us. Uh, through however many minutes we have been riffing on this podcast now, I'm looking, uh, about 45 minutes. Thank you for listening, and uh, be sure to rate and subscribe this podcast. This is not a normal podcast format. Normally we uh, we talk about recruiting, we talk about football and uh, recruiting, and then we talk about C.J. Moore, and then some recruiting, and then C.J. Moore, and then Spencer Sanders. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed this. This was kind of a offbeat uh, podcast and if you guys disagree with us be sure to uh, comment on the website and uh, be sure to add us on Twitter specifically at yeah. Marshall underscore once is that correct yeah civilly okay. civilly though yeah, c- civilly or non-civilly um, <laughs> if you've got some real mean comments um, be sure to just jet those comments to the moon because no one wants to hear what you have to say uh, for the most part I think uh, it was a lot of fun, though. So uh, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week to probably break down some recruiting stuff. In the meantime, Marshall, thanks for filling in. I think you did a great job, and I feel like we've crowned the national Sweet 16 OSU figures champion correctly. How do you feel? I feel I feel pretty good about it. You know, I was winning natties while he was a coach, and now he's winning natties just <laughs> through some weird podcast that we just went through. Yes, it's amazing. It's amazing. All right, so we'll have to do this in like five years. We'll have to follow up with this and uh, 
see if there's another winner. But thanks again for listening, everyone. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and like us on iTunes. And we'll be back next week. Thanks, Marshall. Thank you. Okay, see ya.